This show makes you smile like a sparkly butt plug. Headley knows it, that's why he is your show sponsor. Are you are you groaning, griping, grumbly? <laughs> right, right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Is this one of your anti-man days? It is my it is an anti-man day. I am very, very angry at men today. Okay, I I work in a place with twenty five men, and they're all whiny and complaining, and always saying that it's my fault for everything, and I got to do everything for their stupid selves. Men have stupid faces. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stupid faced yes. men. Yes, they do have stupid faces, much more stupid than women's faces. That's right. Is that stupid faces when you like call them on their bullshit and then they give you that? Every single face a man makes is stupid. And they're just stupid men who can't do anything for this, can't open a thing of water for themselves, can't, whatever. Cut the crust off my bread. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I have never heard a woman make that request. Like, if you make a woman a sandwich, I have never in my life heard a woman say, can you cut the crusts off my bread? That's a man thing. Because women are not wasteful and they're practical, and they know perfectly well you don't cut crusts off of sandwiches. You eat your food. There are people starving in this world. (laughs) This is going to be good. (laughs) You're in the mood that I approve of today, Kathy. Not oh well, needed... I'm so glad that I that you approve of me, Mister Man. Now I can go on with my day. Everything is good because Boogie approves. Well, bitch, just get ready to cut the crusts off my sandwich and let's do a show. Now just cut it, bitch. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and everything that is against men. Mm, you know what? I'm recording. That's about all you can expect tonight. Let's come on. Let's do the show already. Jesus, I am Count Boogie, and this, of course, is uh, this is pro woman Kathy right now. So, uh, is this the time where you're going to go out and get yourself a woman? Uh, hey, let me tell you something. I don't know yeah. where all the leather dykes have gone. You know, they've all gone underground apparently because you're not supposed to call yourself that now or you're transgendered or whatever the fuck. I want an honest to goodness leather dyke in my life right now. Why is leather dyke bad? Well, I don't know this. I hear this from the dykes. All right. This is not uh. me saying it. This is the leather dykes sitting around around the campfire. <laughs> around the just dyke fire. Lamenting. Lamenting the loss of the leather dykes, going, where the fuck are all the leather dykes? I used to go to a a retreat every year that was nothing but women. That was it. Biological women, okay? Like, you're not allowed to say that anymore. You're not allowed to say, my party is only with biological women. That's fine. If you want to have a party any way you want, that's fine. But I have a problem when you tell other people what they have to do. And apparently, this part, this... 
this event has now become completely, you know, padded so that nobody gets offended and it's no longer the same event and it has gone downhill and I lament the loss of that because okay. I needed to go and get my power back with a group of naked women. Right. Okay. And I don't get that now. And this is why you're getting why you're getting man hating Kathy today. I understand Kathy. And you know what? In the bigger picture, feelings are important to get out as changes occur in culture. And some of those changes we think are good and some of those changes we don't agree with. But, uh, you know, it's okay to have the feelings. And I'm not going to try to take that from you because you'd literally rip my freaking head off. (laughs) (laughs) So if there are any leather dykes left, Kathy is going to put out leather dyke kibble. And uh, near her vagina, and uh, ask you to take control of her because apparently come, come that's what she chomping needs. Chomping up to my vagina. Yes, exactly. I will lead a trail of kibble to my vagina. <laughs> and well, then the leather dykes will come calling. <laughs> this is a great start to the show. If you're new to perverted podcasts, this is pretty much uh, how we uh, how we do things sometimes, and uh, mm. we just keep it real. You know, we just. Uh, this is what's coming out. I've had a, a crazy week um, with just my mind and things going on. And, and I mean, exciting because, you know, and I've talked a little bit about it and not talked about it. And now I'm going to talk about it. And I've talked to my boss uh, about it because I was about to quit my thing that I've talked to perverted podcast listeners about because it got so overwhelming for me. Um that I had no one to talk to about and I got no reaction and I was literally just alone in this whole process. And I, I freaked the fuck out. And this last week has been really hard. So for those of you that have heard in past shows, I started a project where I kind of have to not be count boogie because you know, the people that own uh, the business uh, are are very conservative, and so I had to become another person. And it is entertainment. Uh, I am, in fact, currently in a state in the United States and uh, on air, uh, daytime drive time DJ. I'm a radio guy now. I got back into radio through my uh, through my old friend who does a lot of radio, and he started a fledgling station. And he said, "I can't really pay you, but if we can build this station." there's going to be a real job for you. And then there's a lot of bigger things and plans, you know, in the future, but it's owned. The station is owned by these really conservative people and they really don't like sex and things like that. So, you know, we said, Hey, I'll come in and I'll just take on another name. So, you know, as far as my comedy and whatever, just completely clean and uh, not me. And so because I'm doing it from here, I have to write jokes every day because it's a character. It's a complete farcical character, which is great. I get to literally just pretend this character is, you know, out every day, you know, rounding up squirrels to start armies of dance troops to support the station. Like just crazy, you know, weird, funny stuff. And that's great. But um, I didn't get I wasn't getting any reaction because I'm here and because I can't be out. Uh, about who I am, I can't go and interact. I don't get to deal with, 
you know, it's, you know, when you work in radio, it's like a community thing, kind of like perverted podcast, except you're actually in that city and you go and you work the thing and you go to club events and concerts and you schmooze and you, you know, you go out and, and a lot of that's a lot of fun and I'm real good at it, but I don't get any of that. So I'm doing all this work and writing jokes every day for those of you that watch like late night television uh, or anything like that. Like they do that opening monologue on the Tonight Show with, you know, it was, you know, with uh, Jimmy Fallon or it was, you know, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, all those guys, uh, Letterman. And they have a team of writers, a team, Kathy, you know that there's a, there's literally like 15 yeah. writers just to make that five minutes of comedy because you have to do it every day. And if, and if you don't have funny or you don't have material that day, the show still ha- is going on. So I was completely by myself and, you know, I was spending literally hours, Kathy, I was spending fucking hours studying the state because I, you know, you got to kind of pretend like you live there. So I have to study every fucking animal, every fish, every, everything that's local to that. Cause if I say things that aren't, local then i look like an idiot and they're like ah that guy doesn't even know the city right so i'm spending like hours and hours and hours studying this stuff and and still doing perverted podcasts and all the editing and whatever but i just i was doing good for a few weeks and then i hit a bad depression where you're not really feeling funny you know Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no funny. I'm, I want to die. I like, like like all suicide. The funny yeah. has left the building. The funny has left, but it doesn't matter. There was nobody, and I wasn't getting enough information because, you know, the, my buddy is literally doing 17 jobs, you know, to try to pull this off. And then his other career that actually pays his rent, um, he has to do. So I just wasn't getting any, and I just lost my shit, Kathy. I just lost it. And I'm like, I can't do this. I I can't be a whole writing staff for this character, which is a lot of fun. I love it. And I love doing radio, but I just freaked out. And I'm like, I can't. I was literally spending hours up till midnight, you know, just like, I got to write some sort of fucking stupid joke. And uh, I freaked out and I quit. And I put in like a two weeks notice. And then my buddy was like, dude, we just started the ratings book and i you know we did all this work to put you in there and you know you're on the station and you're in the things and whatever and then you know he calmed down and then he turned around because i just laid it out that i'm dying i'm literally losing my mind and it was so nice because i've known this guy since years and he said you know what i'm sorry you're suffering and i just freaked out but you've been my friend for a long time what can I do for you? How can I help you? It's okay if you leave. Thank you for all the stuff you did. You put out some great material. People loved you. What can I do? And that was such a great thing to hear from somebody, especially somebody that I really respect, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we kind of worked through it and he apologized for not giving me enough information and material to work on. And he, you know, understood that I was really trapped. So we're going to try to create some things that give me more material. And then if I don't have funny, then I have liners that I can read and, you know, you know, not, not kill myself. And he, you know, cause I said, I can't do this homeless. I just can't do this homeless. I mean, I, it's hard to do even if I wasn't homeless, but 
running all around trying to find places to record. I can't do this. And so he said, hey, maybe we can uh, we can do a buyout a barter with some apartment complexes or something in the city and get you an apartment. Mm-hmm. And then you can go out to that state and then right. work the station and, and it's okay. The, the owners aren't going to freak out because everyone likes you, you know, right. and, uh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, your, you know, your buddy helped you out. Yeah. Well, I stood up for myself because I think that's important. And that's really what I wanted to share with the listeners is that, you know, you have to know what your limits are. You have to. And it's not just your sex. It's not just, you know, your limits in your relationships. It's all aspects of your life. You have to be able to advocate for yourself and just say, I know you're going to be disappointed in me because I know he put in all this work and put me into the system and got everyone hyped up in the city and all these different radio people are like, holy shit, you got this guy. He's fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, because it's a smaller town, so they, they, they're not experienced with, you know, what I used to do. And, uh, and to just feel that that's going to be a disappointment. But even if it's going to disappoint somebody, you have to, you have to just say this, this isn't working. Right. Right. You have to be able to just stand up for yourself. And fortunately, maybe it works out and he knows that I'm like, I'll do my best. If you can give me more stuff and we can get me some sort of validation um, cause it takes a while to build a fledgling station. They just took over another station and put a whole new format in it. And then you gotta, you gotta work that up and it takes a few months. Right. When you melt down or go into a spiral, um, you have to be kind enough to yourself to admit that what you need is validation and support. Yeah. And yeah. it's a great thing when you reach out and there's a friend there. Yeah. So I'm not used to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly he is or he he wouldn't have wanted you for this project. He clearly values you. Yeah. And that feels I mean, that feels real good too. Of course, you know, the podcast audience validates us and pe- we get letters from all over the world people telling us that, you know, the stuff we talk about, you know, really helps them and that's of course very validating, but um it doesn't make enough to to pay bills. You know, so this is a chance to have a job and still be creative and funny and say stupid shit. You know, it's just got to be clean. I thought I could do it. I thought I could write clean comedy, Kathy. I am a pig. I am a pig. I am a dark, dirty comic pig. And to go from that to a whole new genre was I, I didn't, couldn't do it. Well, that's not true. You clearly did do it. Well, I mean, but but there when you're in a stress situation where the demands on you to do something that's so far out of you or that doesn't give you the outlets you need um that requires extra self-care. Right. It's 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 stressful. It's stressful to be and I mean, I could come up with all kinds of examples, but everybody who's listening has probably been in this situation where they're somewhere that they're not quite comfortable. And I'm starting, I'm sorry, every time that we talk about something like this, I bring it back to me and my therapy, but I can't help it's it okay. because it's okay. there's something that that's very validating about what I'm learning, that you have to do self-care. And that's a phrase that gets thrown around left and right, self-care, self-care. But 
only you know the type of self-care you need because only you know your stress points. And to someone else listening, they'd be thinking like, what's the big fucking deal? You've got perverted podcasts. You can let your kink out there and then you go back to your other job and you do this. Well, fuck you, because that may be what you do. It's not, it's not what I it's do. It's not what I do. <laughs> and your your stress levels, you know where your where those points are. And it is of the utmost importance that you find things that are meaningful to you that release those stress no, points, no matter what they are. And if it's, in this case, you found one. You reached out to your friend, and I'm starting, I'm very much realizing that there are, are weird little things that I do throughout the day that that are like plugging in your phone when it's not when it's still at 60%. You don't right. have to wait for that phone to get depleted entirely before you plug it in and you need to recharge somehow and you're the only person who knows boogie as well as you do and you're the only person in a position to say this is what I need in order to keep going. Right. This turned into a better topic than I thought. <laughs> Thought I'd just be whining, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, so fair. Yeah, whining. <laughs> oh, when you find your love life waning, and you might need some explaining, come to us for some fucking advice. All right. Well, Mocking Rice wrote to us and said, "My submissive has told me that I need to stimulate her mind more to get her turned on and interested in play. I've been thinking of ways to do that, but I would like some of that infinite wisdom and ideas from Boogie and Kathy." Well, infinite <laughs> wisdom is in short supply these days. I'm sorry, but we'll do our best. Uh, hamada, hamada. <laughs> Ma, I don't feel very infinite on this topic. It's an interesting request. Do you want to go first? Wow. Yowza. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one for me because this is a very uh, short question and doesn't give us a lot of information. Right, right. And what I would, well, of course, we want to know. Is she just sitting passively by letting her dominant do all the work or is her dominant being lazy and, uh, you know, just reading a book with one hand while she whacks the slave with right, a paddle right. with the other? So we have no clue knowing here. So I'm going to I'm just going to go for broke and say uh, it's a two way street. The two of you have to do it. Sure. You can't this being a dominant does not make you a magician. You can't pull a rabbit out of the hat and go, voila, you're stimulated. I can now read your mind. I will intuit what it is that you wish for me to do. Yeah, you guys need to communicate. There is very, There are very few people out there who are so intuitive and can read people so well that they know what turns them on and what gets them interested. Um, you can get ideas from us all you want, but you're going to have to you're going to have to do some of the I go on and you know what like an archaeologist like an excavation yeah. thing where yeah. you get in there and get a pith helmet yeah and put it on and turn on a little fan and uh just go on a little diving expedition there and a little spelunking uh, uh, spelunking is what it's all about I love spelunking by the way get you just love the word, or you want to go crawl in tight caves? Because that's a fucking well, red for me. I, that's not not every cave. I've been in many caves, and there, I, I always pick the big roomy ones. <laughs> Lots of room to walk around in. <laughs> that are like yeah, like the like the forum <laughs> or like like a football stadium. That's cave exactly. enough for me. 
Last cave I was in was off Route 66, somewhere near Arizona. It went it, yeah. And the entrance was an elevator in the middle of a diner. Right there in the middle of a freaking diner. That's take the elevator tits. down to the cave. It was crazy. All right. Why did That's I, pretty good. What, what? Okay. This isn't helping mocking rice, Boogie. Last cave I was in was uh, Mew and her friend when I went to go visit her. Ow! I got a, I got a really... Uh, I mean, I had you fingers in kitten, and that was super hot, but I didn't actually you know, go in with my tool, so my, my cave-giving tool. to make my man-hating self come out. Well, that's good, but I, uh, I'm going to rescue this uh, advice because okay. I have some thoughts on this. Um, because when you talk about stimulating the mind, there, and like you said, we don't know what this situation was. So what usually it is when someone says, I need you to stimulate my mind before we play – is kind of like foreplay, like people that maybe jump into play a little bit too quick and they start going whack, 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 and they haven't, you know, done the warm up. They haven't built up your tension. You have, you're not, you're not waiting for the play. You know, there's some things, you know, like play foreplay is a lot different than sexual foreplay. Sexual foreplay is like, you know, oral and fingers and kissing and rubbing and things like that. But play for play really can have a lot to do with your mentality. Are you talking about the play leading up to the play? I mean, are you just as someone getting home and you guys are sitting on the couch and then you just grab your partner and start beating them? You know, that doesn't stimulate the mind very much. It may stimulate someone physically, but it doesn't stimulate you mentally. Are you talking about the play? Are you planning play scenes where you're like, oh, we're going to try this thing and then we're going to see and maybe there's going to be some tease and denial. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? So you're kind of able to like stimulate the mind by working your way up to it, create some tension, you know, so that way the bottom is like thinking ahead, you know, of like, oh, this is going to happen in a few days, you know, and oh, I should wait for this. And, you know, and then, of course, if you want to add role play into that, where you're going to do like something that's at stake for the submissive, like I'm going to do these things and I'm going to ask you these questions and we're going to have a role play like it's an interrogation or some sort of punishment or something like that. That's obviously very stimulating. We I've seen great scenes uh, that build tension like Alt Anthony used to, and we've talked about it on the show before, where he would bring in like pictures of presidents and then like, you know, test the bottom. Who's this president? You know, just by showing up right. a picture. And if they didn't know, you know, he would he would give them swats for not knowing. I used to do things where I would point at the world map and I would start. I'd, I'd say, go find Botswana. And then I'd start counting. And however many seconds it took you to find Botswana, that would be how many swats you would get. You know, so there's a lot of different types of play that kind of build that tension that is a type of stimulating the mind. But once again, we don't know exactly what they're talking about. But from my point of view, the more you talk about your play before your play, the more you kind of build up that anxiousness and tension on it. Does that make sense? It does. That's that's a, a good way of investigating what your partner likes. Anticipation, um, wow, heightening the senses in, in anticipation of what's going to happen is a great way to do a scene. You start the day before. Don't wait until you guys are in the same room to do it. Right. Begin by telling them how they have to prep, what they're in store for, 
text them, you know, that day and say, don't forget that I'm in charge tonight and I've given you instructions that I don't want to see you not following them. And it puts you in a very excitable state. If you're a submissive and your dominant is telling you things like that the day before and the day of, you, you can still go through your day. But that sense that your dominant is there looking over your shoulder or uh, in charge of what you're doing, even though you're at work or, or doing other things with family or friends, it's like a little secret that only you have. And it makes the play scene that evening or whenever you get to de- together so much spicier and so much nice. So I'm a big fan of stuff like that, too. It's a little confusing, the question, because the question was literally that she needs to stimulate her mind more to get her turned on more. So we are talking about uh, sexual erotic arousal. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, always have her, you know, read, you know, sections of of, uh, literature, you know, like, here, read me this page of War and Peace, stimulate your mind, or read me the dictionary there. Here, do these uh, biochem problems stimulate your uh, mind are you stimulated? yeah you've you've just hit on one of mine i i i get very very turned on when um my dominant makes me perform in front of them because i get very oh. very embarrassed and the performing oh. can be anything as simple like stand there and take your clothes off i just turn beet red and become incredibly aroused um especially when i'm told to say something or made right. to recite something or, oh, wow, that is it's like all my powers taken away from me and they're in charge. And to be watched while that's happening is a huge turn on for me. But you see, this is something you would not know if you didn't ask me. So there is quite a bit of spelunking that has to happen because yeah. you can be a very creative dominant. But it's like throwing darts in with blindfolded. You're just waiting to see what you're going to hit. And it's infinitely more fun if you involve your submissive and they can tell you, yeah, if you say my name, which happens to be one of mine, uh, it's like you just plucked a string inside of me. And I'm just like, yes, what would you like? I'll do anything you want. I don't know why, but that's just the way it is for me. And so you would never know that if you didn't. So it's a very bizarre thing to get turned on when someone you're in an intimate relationship with says your name right but it's the kind of the treasure that you wouldn't be able to find if you didn't engage that person in conversation to and and it's tough on it's tough for people who aren't naturally uh, who don't uh aren't naturally forthcoming with that kind of information they're not everybody is willing to just speak those words i mean i just said something very very private and intimate on a podcast Right. Not everybody is like that. <laughs> it's but, true. So but I mean, just... but it's okay to be, once again, we say all the time, it's okay to be messy and it's okay to say, uh, this is awkward for me. I don't know how you stimulate my mind. So maybe we need to try some things, right? you know, or give me some ideas of what you want. Because, you know, as far as, you know, the tops go, it's kind of, there's not a lot of tops that are super creative. I sometimes, even though I do a lot of creative stuff, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, uh, I don't know what am I going to do mentally with this right. person? You know, I kind of just want to 
finger their ass and you know put a hook in them or something. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I just want to finger your ass, man. I just want to finger your ass. <laughs> Why you suck my dick? What? What's the big deal? Get on your hands and knees. Are you still- suck my dick? I'll finger <laughs> so, your ass. Here, I'll put I'll put Doctor Seuss in front of you. Read me Green Eggs and Ham, and then in between each page, suck my dick a little. I finger your ass. I'm stimulated. I don't know about you. Oh my god! <laughs> stupid man face. It's true. I am a stupid man face. But no, this was really good. Hopefully, that gave a uh, that gave mocking rice. Excuse me, a little uh, a little bit of meat to work with, and in general, love to hear like a like a report. Yeah, kill. We did give some fucking advice. Is Kinky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Do 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 do. Enigma. Hello. Hello, Enigma. How are you? I am doing quite well, Mr. Boogie. How are you? I am just fine. Thank you so much for asking. It seems like it's been a million years. You better have some sort of report. If you're going to go away for that long (laughs) and not come back with some sort of shenanigans to report on, I'm going to question your loyalty to the perverted podcast listener. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I, I got dare. You. I got you. I got you a uh, featured orgasm. So you, you know what? I'm pretty sure you didn't go to Iceland and uh, inspire that uh, that delight. <laughs> just saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You are a pervert, and you just enjoyed listening to it, just like me. I mean, I did. I did very, very thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it was kind of nice. But the 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 exchange that got that sent also got me another uh, one just for me. Oh, uh, really? From a different person from a different person in our in our group. I won't call them out because I don't have permission to. But um, yeah, I got I got a very nice recording. Um, where instead of thanking perverted podcast, they just thanked me. Oh, so, you fucking um, dick! See, I fucking told um, you. You're gonna get all the goddamn groupies. Yeah, uh, we need to go to Iceland. That that's that's just more and more confirmed every day. <laughs> every day. Well, yay, Enigma. <laughs> Chicks are sending you fucking masturbatory shenanigans for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, and and I get on the weekends. I'm working at Six Flags, so I'm getting my my psychological sadist out. Oh, have you been doing uh, the the Halloween haunts have started? Yes, and uh, I'm working at our at one of the local haunts here. Um, if you want to hear me talk about it more, we did do an episode about that uh, right about a year ago um, about like the the science behind going into haunted houses. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, there are of course dicks because I am working in basically customer service, but. It, it, it's it's just a lot of fun and there have definitely been I, I, I had a thought uh, a few days ago like in the middle of, of work being like the the people who smile in that certain way and giggle when I scare them um, they're people that I want to hang out with I'm sure 
You just got to slip him a card. I'm like a monster card. What, what's your character this year? Uh, so I am wearing, um, they have me in these like full face prosthetics, which for those who don't know are basically um, uh, latex pieces that have been molded into certain like face shapes and then glued onto my face. Um, right. And so I'm I'm wearing that. I'm, I'm, I look very raptor-esque, like I have a beak. Um, oh, like dick nose. No wonder the chicks are smiling at you. <laughs> yes, my my beak can get in deep. Um, That's oh my god! Then now that would be awesome if you had like an appendage. Me... Off, if you had an appendage off your nose that kind of <laughs> looked like a bad dragon dildo or something, and then all of a sudden the women are like, <laughs> and you're like, huh? no. <laughs> I mean, at yeah. what point is it worth getting fired? I'm going to pretty much say there is a line. There is a line, um, but I mean, I I have had so, so they're also having me walking around with this club looking thing, and I have had several people like start to bend over, and really, yeah, because like they're not scared, but they are entertained, and so like, and part of me is like I could, and I know how to do it well, but then I would immediately get fired. Yeah. So. You know what you should do? You should have... Okay, go with me on this. Okay. You should on. have a spooky clipboard that has, like, <laughs> some sort in, like, spooky font, like, waver. <laughs> and when they bend <laughs> over, you just, like, pull out a waver, and they look at it. You know the laugh. That doesn't mean they're going to mm-hmm. sign it or, or whatever. You'd still get fired. Right, right. But um, it would yeah, be kind of... Would be kind of fun if you just pulled out a waiver and just like <laughs> kind of just give that shoulder shrug as like your spooky velociraptor self. You're like, right, I'd right. fuck you right here, but oh uh, yeah, or just you know, fuck you up depending on depending on where we are. So absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> a spooky waiver. <laughs> I love I, I also like just a business card, but it just has like my character name on it, right? Um, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy that. There, there are several characters, and I've thought about this. There are several character uh, actors that I'm working with that have started like separate Instagrams just for their spooky character. So that that could be entertaining. Right? That um, and that I, could be uh, some sort of segue to segue to segue if you work it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. you know, lead this to a Facebook that leads to a thing, even mm-hmm, if it's your exactly. non-kink Facebook. You know, right, right. Well, yeah. I, I think most get... of these would start with vanilla, and then yeah, see where see where the person stands, and then and then we'll go from there. Have we really become that desperate? Yeah, I think we have. It's we're like, okay, if we do this vanilla thing and this vanilla thing, and then maybe this vanilla thing, it will lead them here, 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 and then club in the vagina. Is it desperation boogie or is it ingenuity? Touche, Enigma. Uh-uh. Bravo. <laughs> no, it's it's really desperation. <laughs> and apparently you have no other shenanigans to share about, so let's get into the goddamn topics. Yes, let's do that. Uh, so the our first article comes from SciPost.org. Um, it is, this is a psychology website. And the article is entitled, Longitudinal Study Suggests Friends with Benefit Relationships Work Out Best for Those Hoping to Transition to Friendship. Uh, before we get too deep into the article, a longitudinal 
a longitudinal study is a type of study that looks at all the people and variables over an extended period of time. Um, this could take days to decades, depending on uh, what information is being considered. Um, other studies on this topic have shown that friends with benefits have been rising in popularity, but they weren't showing the long-term effects that these casual relationships can have. Uh, Laura Mascia and their team looked at how these relationships often evolve uh, one of two ways, either as a more intimate re romantic relationship or just friends. Uh, the study started with about 192 participants with a basic online survey. Uh, the results were 48% uh, uh, hoped their friends with benefits would stay the same, 25% hoped for something ro more romantic, and about 16% wanted a regular friendship or nothing at all. Then 10 months later, the subjects were asked how things had evolved, and they found that the desired outcome only happened 17% of the time. Mm. The ones who saw it go the way they wanted were the ones that were hoping for friendship. 59% uh, of participants were still friends at the 10-month mark. And this couldn't, this shouldn't come as a the biggest shock, but a lack of communication between partners was related to the relationship, re the relationships dissipating altogether. Uh, the team concluded that both communication and aligned expectations are critical for friends with benefits to end well. I like that we are starting to get into this because I mean, 192. Uh, study applicants is not a, a massive amount uh but it but it is a start and this is something that i've actually wanted to talk about on the show a lot because there are so many types of friends with benefits relationships because there's the people that fall into a friends with benefits like they've been friends for a while and then you know they get drunk and next thing you know they're fucking and they're like well how do we deal with this we thought we were going to be friends blah 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 then there's the people that kind of acquiesce to a friends with benefits relationship because they secretly really want to do more with the other person which was shared in the study I mean there's really a lot of angles of people going into this so why don't you go ahead and give your babble first and then and then I'll throw some thoughts in no, like um, I'm, I'm definitely in a place in my life where we're having friends with benefits or, or people who I can be kinky with, but also you know go to a movie with. I think that's a uh, place that I'm at. Um, I'm not at a place where I necessarily want um, like a long term relationship or a super committed partner. And so reading over this, and you know, it, it we, we talk about how you know kinky people tend to do communication in some ways better. Um, right. And I think that uh, as long as I'm open with that sort of intent with the people that I'm I'm playing with and the people that I'm interacting with, I I'm confident that like those relationships will will stay at least consistent. Um, and you know you know I'm I'm open to things getting deeper, things being more romantic, like you know maybe having several partners and then you kind of work your way down to like having like your committed committed group but um i think i think it, it it's the the I, I love how a lot of these studies that we've looked at like it so often just comes down to communication um and and expressing your intent and, and what you're interested in because oftentimes we we don't think about that like we're especially in previous generations they were taught to 
but kind of hold in emotions, hold in your feelings. Like you're not right. supposed to, like especially if you're in a marriage or and you're in a committed relationship, you're not supposed to express your distaste for what's happening. Um, and that's something that later generations have started getting out of because th- those those relationships that were so closed down just were incredibly toxic. Like you look at like uh, the sitcom versions of these of these older families and how like you know the begrudging couple that like still lives together and they bitch but about they each hate each other, each other like backs. all of our grandparents right exactly they, they absolutely hate each other but like when they're in person when they're talking to each other they don't talk about those things right and like what if those what if those couples had talked about those things how much healthier those relationships would have been well I think we still have that now I mean I think we're a little better at it but I still think the majority of relationships out there are basically just building up to be bitter grandparents. The, I think the difference is is that uh, the women, if you're talking about a heterosexual marriage, uh, the women in those relationships are more independent and able to leave. So you're not right. stuck in the toxic room. That's why there's a 60% divorce rate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and that was the other thing that the older generations didn't like divorce happened, but like it wasn't like you were definitely looked down upon. There was a lot of uh, um, societal pressure not to get to not to divorce and get away from that toxic relationship. Yeah, Um, that's not that way now. No, not at all. Which I like. I mean, so basically, I agree with you that this is the whole idea of a friends with benefits relationship is really breaking a really old social construct because that's not uh, for at least in our cultures in our or Western cultures, there's, it's always been, you know, you get married and then you squirt out kids and then you live the sheep life. And that's the, the purpose of life mm-hmm. as far as family goes. And now we're we're discovering with all this new communication and this ability to see feelings, you're finding people that are able to raise their hands and say, I don't want that type of relationship. I want to go to school. I want to pursue a career. I want to live my life. I want to build a relationship with myself. I want to become a better person myself before I invest in a long-term relationship with another person. So just like you said, the fact that people are just able to open their mouths now and say what they want is what puts us in a position to where this type of relationship for some people is a really good option. Right. Yeah, I I, I think it, it takes away a lot of the pressures and it, it lets people just kind of have fun. And as long as they're talking, I think that, that could be a lot healthier. Now let's go into... The, the do's and don'ts of this type of relationship, because I've had a lot, <laughs> a lot of friendships, a lot of friends with benefits relationships. And there's some really important things to understand. Once again, if both people are not good communicators, we've already established that's it's probably not going to work because you're not going to have that opening negotiation because some people have friends with benefits relationships kind of accidentally like i said and they just kind of well i guess we're fucking now and and they don't really talk about it 
But for the people that do talk about it and they say, hey, I'm in college, you're in college, or I'm doing this, you're doing that. I'm only available for this. And they're like, great, that's me too. I have a thing going on in my life and that's what I want. That's a great place to start. But even still, you have some things that you have to watch out for because bonding and the neurobiology of mating is still a real thing. Right. Bonding, attachment, oxytocin, those neurotransmitters that, that, that lock you into a person almost irrationally, those come with certain intimacy points. So when you're going to have a friends with benefits relationship, you need to not treat it like a real relationship, like a long-term intimate building something with somebody type of relationship. If you're friends and you hang out and you go do things, you have to have little benchmarks. And I've had these conversations with partners. You know, how much cuddling are you doing? Are you sending cutesy romantic poems and cards? And and are you looking for those deeper things? Are you having conversations about what are you looking for in the future? All of those things register in your brain as training for a deeper, more intimate relationship. And sometimes you want to, it's kind of dickish. You want to know somebody really wants you, but you don't want them as much. So you kind of, you kind of basically try to make them fall for you when you know you're not going to reciprocate the commitment of a long-term relationship. Does that make sense? Right. Well, you, you, you want, you want some of, you want some of the things of relationship, but you don't want everything. Right. So you're, you're trying to get the things you want and avoid the other things, but it's really hard if you're not setting boundaries correctly. Yeah. Cause I mean, the whole idea yeah. of friends with benefits is we're friends. And so we can hang out on a friend level, but we also have sex, right. but that sex has to have some boundaries to it. Mm -hmm. it. It just does. Otherwise that mating process is going to go to some of that deeper dependency that happens. It's real. I mean, I've seen it. I've had it. Um, people that are more demisexual get it mm -hmm. really yeah. heavy because they're like, oh, well, we're going to start out as friends and we're just going to, you know, we'll play. But no, I have to develop, you know, blah, blah, blah before I get really attached to someone. Well, if, if that friends with benefits relationship goes on for five months, guess what? Yeah. That may be enough time for you to develop that. So if you aren't really strong in your relationship with yourself or you're not really committed with your friend to have those boundaries in place, that can go bad. Unless, of course, you're saying, well, you know, we're friends with benefits right now and you can have lovers like you talked about where where it's like, well, we're going to have all these other partners for a while. And then you kind of hone it down until you find that group that you want to have a more serious relationship with. Right. And and, well, and and you brought up the the demisexual part. Like that that definitely speaks like once I started like figuring out that I am demi and that I, I do identify as a demi person, like looking back on past like connections where like I, I mean maybe I wasn't like super sexual, but like if if I was just like around somebody for a long enough time, I would definitely like start to build feelings because I'd get to know them. I'd get to know like I'd be able to like uh, predict like their their quirks or their needs or whatever, and like I would definitely start to feel those relationship things. 
but like I, I because I wasn't confident with myself like I didn't know how to push that to the next level right and um, and so um, knowing knowing that now and knowing where my head is now and having it's it's the idea of like having a label for it it's like okay I'm I'm Demi that means that I, I need that emotional connection which means that like if if I don't want to have relationships with somebody that I I don't not necessarily avoid the person but like I, I have to try to make sure that there are boundaries in place so that I don't I, I, I don't make that mistake and I don't try to fall for somebody that I probably shouldn't I think it's absolutely wise, and and that can be any number of things, and that's, once again, that's part of knowing yourself. You're like, if for you, even though it's cliche, if it's like birthdays and special dates and Valentine's Day or whatever those things, if those things are like romantic, relationshipy triggers for you, you should not be doing those things in your friends with benefits relationship. If you have certain things like, oh, you know, going out to, you know, on vacations together or, you know, go with me to certain things that, you know, you associate with long term relationships or building towards a long term relationship. Those things should not be done in your your friends with benefits relationship. Those and you have to talk about those things and kind of respect each other. Otherwise, uh Friends with benefits do not work. I've had some really successful, amazingly successful friends with benefits relationships with people that over years, many years, we've been friends and then one of us goes away or usually it's them because I have no ambition. So they usually go off and get another job or another relationship or something. Uh, And then they come back. And because we kind of have that communication and those boundaries in check, we can really just enjoy each other sexually in the moment when we're together. And then after that, we don't really, you know, spawn and spawn and respawn those feelings over that. It's just that's a thing we do when we're together and it's very lovely. And then we go back to just being friends and not. I think another thing I would say is don't be overly consistently flirty. If you're going to be friends with benefits, then remember that all of your conversations should not be focused on the sexuality and intimacy that you share. Right. Does that make sense? No, that that totally makes sense. That you're, you're you're setting a boundary for for even the casual stuff, and not just when you're getting it intimate with the person. Yeah, right. Because I mean, the more you engage that, you know, you're just you're constantly churning in your relationshipy kind of zone with somebody. And you should be careful of that. I have a, this is a topic I actually had quite a bit of experience in Enigma. I feel pretty pretty good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I've 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 dabbled in in stuff before. Like I, I've talked about it on the show. Like I, I feel like uh, sexually romantically, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, as far as like, I didn't really start getting into sex until college. Um, but like getting into those relationships and figuring those out, I think um, is something that. Like I, like you were saying at the beginning of this, like I'm glad that people are finally looking at, at these relationships and finally doing these studies because, like, they're I, I I laughed at the the article being like they're growing in popularity. It's like I I think they've been popular for a while. We just haven't talked about it. Right, right. And and like because like in college, like every, there everybody was having casual like friends with benefits. Like it felt like so like 
I think the fact that we are looking at those now, I think, is incredibly important. And I look forward to um, what we figure out about how people tick. Here, here. Very, very good. Now, let us leave the stratosphere or enter the stratosphere. We're leaving. Enter. Enter the, enter the stratosphere. We're leaving the no. atmosphere. There Ground control there to major enigma. <laughs> I should have wrote some yes. actual jokes for this segment, but I didn't. I'm just trying to wing them, and they're horrible. They're not good. I, Let I, us go I mean, into I the left. next. Let us go into the cosmos, Enigma. Yes. So our, our next article comes from earthsky.org, and the article's untitled, Sex in Space. Time to talk about it? So humans have a great need to travel the stars, but to do that, we need to account for sex. But the ones in charge of space exploration just aren't ready for that. Uh, Organizations like NASA and SpaceX have plans to colonize Mars or send people on long-term space missions, but have so far made no considerations for whole human beings with needs and desires. So this brings in the idea for a new field of human study, space sexology. Hmm. The few studies that... Yes. The few studies that uh, do relate to this topic have to do with radiation on animal reproduction with rodents and insects. How fun. Is, yeah, not, not incredibly helpful. Um, and abstinence is not a viable option. Uh, figure, figuring sex or masturbation into these space, space missions could help future astronauts with uh, relaxation, with sleep, help relieve, alleviate pain, all these things that we know sex and um, intimacy can help with. Also can help build bonds between the crew as they travel for long periods of time. Um, as we uh, I've talked about on the show, like people who, who uh, are together for long periods of time tend to grow attraction to each other. Um, and so putting people into this kind of dangerous situation is going to bring this uh, bring people together. And we need to account for that. Um, there is a really cool clip in the article that is included from Neil deGrasse Tyson um, talking about this subject. And basically, the the things that we need to think about are have to do with the physics of sex in space, especially if we're using spacecraft like we do with no real gravity available. So what he was talking about is something that kinky people will love. There's going to be lots of straps involved. Yes. Um, space and, socks. And or, Yes, space socks. You're going to need space Um, socks if you're going to jerk off. I mean, look, it's just uh, who knew (laughs) that millions of teenage boys were doing the Star Trek evolution invention thing by Mm -hmm. jerking off into socks? Because now, if you're in space, you sure don't want to be floating down the little corridor thing. And fucking astronaut fucking jerky pants is over there launching his load when zero G and bumping right, into right. that. That's, or, that's I mean, got to be bad on the equipment. Space socks. Right. Right. Or, or we, we bring in some sort of like, um, penis pump masturbation sleeve thing. So like, as you're jerking it and come, it, it like sucks your come out into space. Yeah. That's a space um, sock. That's what I just said. Yeah. I know. Space sock. Can you imagine if uh, one of the female astronauts was a squirter? <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear! 
Or, Today in the news, the that... International Space Station plummeted into a death spiral <laughs> into the ground <laughs> because a really horny, squirting astronaut knocked out $16 billion worth of space equipment, thus altering the orbit and killing the entire crew. That is a good orgasm. Oops. <laughs> These are the jokes, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Should have wrote some down. <laughs> this is what uh, happens. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was like, I, I think, uh, like we were talking about before, like, again, we're talking about these kind of like uh, newly discovered things we need to, or that we're finally studying. And like, it is true. Like, like, like you have uh, people like NASA, SpaceX, like other countries around the world are wanting to colonize the moon, colonize Mars. Like, they're wanting to put people on these planets for long periods of time and like they're gonna have sex like that's they're uh, that, that, that's just a given so like right. we need to figure out a way that they, they can do it safely and healthily and also we need to look at like things like reproduction like they've been looking at it with and with like animals and insects and stuff like let's t- let's look at humans like like, like like let's talk about humans and what like could a person give birth in in with zero gravity like like what what, what effect would that have yeah, yeah what, what are what these things going have? to have if you're yeah and i don't know it just seems so weird like maybe they have experience because i just it's so hard to believe that these these organizations that lean very into the sciences would be so completely prude like i'm assuming that maybe there have been some experiments but maybe they just haven't talked about. I mean, they had a married couple up there. There's been guy and girl. There is. No, I don't care how professional you are. There's no. How are you going to resist being part of the the ten mile high club? There's got to be some. They probably said, "Hey, if you guys need to fuck, just don't do it on the camera." Because wouldn't that be amazing? I actually wrote a. Uh, erotica about that about two astronauts <laughs> that were fucking and it got all hot and then at the end you know the 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 lead the admiral whatever comes in is all you do realize today was the day that we were going to be on live cam to <laughs> this these set of universities you do realize thank you good show god good job um like I can't imagine that there hasn't been a blowjob in space yet. I mean, or someone I, I just, jerking off in their little gravity sleeping bag thing. I just googled it because I'm curious, and so far NASA, neither NASA nor astronauts have admitted to any sort of sexual activity in space. So God. if it's happened, if it if it's happened, nobody's talking about it. That is. That's not cool, bro. This article <laughs> pisses me off. I mean, it just does. It just should be. I mean, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, I mean, and, and actually the article I found is actually a good um, follow-up. It's like the things that we haven't studied and that we're just like hypothesizing are like, the, the effects of low gravity would affect blood flow and pressure and bodies sure. impacting one another. Um, and, you know, like zero gravity and being in those scenarios like changes your brain chemistry. So, like, 
all of these things are things that we should like i know that they've looked at like exercise in space and they brought treadmills and stuff to like on the uh on the space stations so like people can actually do those things in space right let's like and we, we talked about before that like sex can have similar effects to exercise but it's also different there's like, stuff are, to study. There's real there's stuff, stuff to, to study, study here. Sure. And, uh, you know, because you don't know how. I mean, this could be you, you're you marching towards colonizing the moon or Mars and getting people there. But if you don't study something that's a basic real need that's going to happen, how do you know something disastrous doesn't happen in zero G? How do you know right. something physiologically like dangerous to a person doesn't happen besides, you know, squirting your cum all over equipment and electrocuting a crew and dying, <laughs> crashing into the ocean at 23,000 miles an hour? Um, you don't know. That, yeah. So you, you would think that these are things like, what are you going to wait until the day before you, you know, send a crew to, uh, you know, on a seven month mission to Mars? Yeah. Like, are you going to send the mission first and then just see how miserable they are and they kill each other because they're so pent up? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. think this is a little uh, slightly retarded. I, I think uh, this is not 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 a good article to read. Who do we protest? Where do we send our letters to? Um, NASA. Dear NASA, the nut in space <laughs> organization. <laughs> These are the jokes. <laughs> I've had a rough week. I quit my other job. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll get around to it. Or they'll just send you and I up into space with 10 uh, lovely ladies and let us experiment in zero G. I'm I'm I am a, a advocate for science. I would be on I'd be on top of that. I'd do it. I do it. Who knows? Maybe you can hold an erect. Maybe, maybe SpaceX hey, helps with erectile dysfunction. That that would be an interesting thing to study. Yeah, think about that because you know the blood has to stay in the thing, and you know maybe in zero gravity it doesn't you know flow backwards as easy. Maybe boners in space are like raging boners in space. There are yeah, so yeah. many, so many things, so many things we need to find out. NASA, by the way, you suck. This is why they took your funding. <laughs> <laughs> you add years. That's what the people really want. Give the people what they want. We want to know about titties in space, NASA. You failed. That's why SpaceX is going to take over and Google guy Bezos. But they're not oh, doing any did, better. Did, did you hear that? Uh, um, I believe it was China wants to build a space colony on the dark side of the moon and so um i think nasa's gonna get more funding soon <laughs> that's pretty creepy and cool right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the shadow people <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a horror movie it, it would it would be very much a horror movie enigma if our lovely perverted podcast listeners want to find us on the interwebs where are they gonna go well, they can find us on Instagram at Perverted Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Perverted Pcast. And then they can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. Perverted! Boom, boom, boom.
Mailbox. We hey, we got an email from our friend Kazoo. Yay! I we love Kazoo. Kazoo says, "As of last night, I have officially become a PP and now your vagina is ready for fucking. Oh my, is that what PP Zam means? I don't think the listeners That's know what that. it means to me. One of these days I'm going to fuck me a Zam. Oh god. That's okay. that's what I'm saying. That's 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 one of my it's on my bucket list. You know, just somebody who knows me better than I know myself. There's no such thing. Oops. Sorry. What? I don't <laughs> What are you talking about? I had a fucking mental breakdown for the last 10 days. I don't know myself at all. Oh, yes, you do. You you knew that mental breakdown was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, only because I know no matter what I do, it's going to be here eventually. It's coming. And again, <laughs> and again, and again. Meltdowns are a way of life, unfortunately. Congratulations, Kazoo. Yes. That's she says, I a... seem to be joining a legion of such listeners, several of whom chat with me regular on the PP Discord server, which I keep open on my laptop and just about 24-7. Wow. That's some dedication. Just keep the Discord server open 24-7. That's... Just keep it going. Keep it going. She says, I started listening to Perverted Podcasts my freshman year of college. I was still living at home reading the smuttiest fan fiction on an ancient Toshiba laptop and dreaming of the day that I could make the fantasies I read about real. I stumbled upon your podcast via the Sexplanations video and listened in the car on the way to and from college. I've met so many friends through a mutual love of the podcast, all of whom live in every corner of the world and love jumping into an online video call to discuss barbecue, play scenes, and strange pronunciations of foreign cities. That's the most that is awesome. Bizarre. All right, she finishes by saying, I feel like I email you two a lot, so maybe this feels somewhat overstated by now, but thank you. I know the podcast has been a labor of love, and sometimes maybe you feel a little disappointed that it didn't pick up the larger audiences you wanted, but it has affected people. I know several dozen in the server who would say that it impacts their life every single day. I would argue that it has literally changed my life, certainly for the better. That is wonderful. Shit, I was just going to quit the show. Damn, now yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Run away, Kathy. I Turn can't your, now. Kazoo just laid your, a bomb. <laughs> just laid a bomb. Shit, you're going to have to. Got to wait another two weeks now before they you forget. Oh, all right. Well, and she did ask for pins. And of course, I'm putting one in the mail. But I can't yet because she also asked for our autograph. So somehow or other, you and I must meet so that Ew. you can sign this card. I know. Ew. I, I'll can tell I, you what. I, I will it leave it somewhere. And then you can come like under a rock in a park somewhere. That sounds creepy and well, fun too. Can you wear like a I little skirt what, when you drop it off and I can watch you from afar? Creepier is if we meet in the same place. <laughs> that's even yeah. more creepy. No, that's just dangerous. That's just there's nothing <laughs> that creepy. Is, let's it's, not do that. It's da- right. I mean we could meet in a mutual place and you know turn over <laughs> our, our things. Okay. All right, I All have right, one right. more. Yeah, let's do one more. Why not? Okay. Kit Fox Slave, our good friend, wrote to us and says, Hey, Kathy. Oh, oh, a little, uh, 
little information before I read this. She was listening to the episode in which I talk about how delicate and sensitive my vagina is and how, Ah. you know, I like girth instead of length when, you know, you and I had that conversation about uterus versus the cervix. And I said that I hurts when, okay. She says, master calls my vagina a princess vagina because it's so sensitive and small. I bleed easily and sometimes have to take days off from sex. I also have what's called a retroverted uterus, which is a uterus that is tipped backwards so that it aims towards the rectum instead of forwards towards the belly and which causes pain during certain sexual positions. So maybe that's what's causing some of your pain during sex. You know what? Mm. I never thought of that. A, I never a retroverted uterus. I'm going to have to contact. It sounds like a 70s term. Like, you know, you got shag carpet all over and it's all retroverted. It's retroverted. You got a a lava lamp, you know, by your ovaries. That's right. (laughs) Some black lights going on over by your coming out of your fallopian tubes, you know, with some velvet black light posters. I think my uterus is having a better time than I am. (laughs) It sounds. There's the disco floor and the disco ball coming out and. And then it's You're, my uterus is in the corner reclining on a on a bean bag all retroverted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, remember those 70s bean bags? Oh, oh my yeah. god. Oh, I love like my em. bean bag. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, that's cool, Kathy. If you have a retroverted fucking pimp and vagina. Cool. Well, I mean, Aww. no, it just means you got to take it easy and do more anal. And uh, no. That's the anal's the, not happening. I've only done it twice, did not like either time, and it's just not no good for me. But I will say that thank you to Kit Foxlave. I'm going to pimp her thing again, her uh, service-oriented conference on October 16th, which is an online virtual conference uh, focused on giving and receiving service in a kinky manner for both dominance and submissives. Visit serviceconference.org to sign up. It looks pretty awesome to me. Very good. And now you, of course, know that your uh, your vagina is not alone in its, uh, you know, sensitivities. <laughs> it's a very sensitive vagina. It is, but it's pimping. It has like an entire 70s theme going on. When you it's walk inside, it's all like it's all like <laughs> Stevie Wonder fucking jams and like early Jackson five, you know, just right when you fucking come in the pussy. It's just like, oh, baby, give me one more chance, <laughs> which, by the way, my, I don't want Michael Jackson in my vagina. Okay? <laughs> well, it's young Michael Jackson. And yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, that's no it? good. That's worse. That's or, and go why how the tables turned later on in life. It's sorry. It just wasn't amazing. I was just listening to them breaking down the bass part for that song. And it is one of the greatest bass parts of any fuck. It's just sorry. And it's in your vagina. That's and it's in my vagina. Yes, and it's in your. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Boom, Ow! Oh God! You're totally damn. geeking out here. I am. That's what we do here. Show 331. Please do not forget to visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing five bucks if you give a fuck. And don't forget that you can always talk to Boogie and myself by emailing us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or by stopping by our perverted podcast FetLife profile 
entitled Perverted Podcast. I say that so many times. I say the words perverted podcast at the end of this show like fucking 20 times. You, well, you know, that's called brand recognition. Is that what so, that's called? I call it a man making me say that word. <laughs> I was going to say, and I don't want to, I almost want to wait until we stop recording. But as far as the man hating, it was pretty uh, moderate. You, I mean, you hated <laughs> Down. Down. Down, Pitbull. Down. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you kept the hate at a nice level, but you were still, you know, you weren't useless. You know, you you were able to comment on things and give advice and wisdom and stuff like that while holding just a nice, even level of hatred towards men. I am a woman of many talents, and that's one of them. (laughs) That is uh, that is very good. I'm very proud of you, even though it doesn't matter because I'm a man and you want a leather dyke. I do want a leather duck. That's what I want right now is a leather duck. I'm so sick of men. They're fucking driving me crazy. Just to put a collar and chain around your neck and just yank on it and fucking drag you to the floor and then stiffer sticker strap on in your fucking throat. There's just something about leather dykes that I there I I will take more I had this going to sound horrible. Abusive behavior from them than I will take from men. I right. don't know why. And and I really crave it's something that I even with Creative Explorer, it was never as rough as I wanted. And so I there's a part of me that really craves that that rough treatment that uh you know, if you can find the right leather dyke, man, she'll just give it to you. Yeah, lesbians don't fuck around, man. They don't. That, lesbians that, don't that, fuck around, but leather dykes in particular yeah, are just hardcore. Will, they will if they're yeah, fuck. The stories I would hear from that. Uh, what the fuck was that called? The women's the thing that you did. That was. Uh, yeah, let's I not for- talk about that. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not going to give the name. No. no oh, okay. No. <laughs> I'm not in a good mood. I've had a long week, Boogie, of men in them. the office making me do all kinds of shit. Not appreciating my contribution to the company. Kathy, I appreciate your contribution to Perverted Podcast. You're amazing <laughs> on the show, and you give. You are you are the reason that so many of these people are peepees ams, and so uh, don't quit at least for another two weeks, <laughs> <Okay>. and because uh, <laughs> you never know, somebody could be like literally just waiting for that epiphany moment, and you're the one that's gonna say the thing that's gonna deliver that to them. So I mean, you can go, you know, I'm not gonna stop you, but. You know, oh my God! Don't, don't get feel all, bad. All, don't feel bad. Emotional boogie. I'm not. You know. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Let's close out this show. Well, to everyone else, it's been a fun show. Some good conversations. Thank you so much to Enigma for jumping in. We haven't heard from him in a while, and uh, we will see you guys next week on show three thirty two. I'm an independent girl, I know which way is up and down. I pay all my bills on time, my feet are planted on the ground. I was at the DMV, this guy asked me to hold his place. He looked so hot, I almost peed. My heart began to race. Cause when I meet a man, my logic blows right out to space. 
I turn stupid. Oh my god, there goes my brain. I turn stupid. Screw my morals, I want to get laid. I only chase the guys who are impossible to attain. He is so hot. Now my palms are sweaty and I think I've got a nervous tick. My logic is distorted and my thoughts all now go straight to dick. <laughs> I throw myself right at the guy like a juicy piece of steak. His gang tattoos get me so wet he asks me if my boobs are fake. You'd think I hear a voice inside that says, Hello, mistake, I turn stupid. Oh, I want to suck his balls, I turn stupid. Here's my number, give me a call. My friends will try to stop me, but it's like talking to a wall. It might be wrong, this choice of mate. My decisions get distorted every time I ovulate. He's my fantasy, my jubilation. We can travel around the world once he gets off of his probation. Mentally chose my house and wedding dress. Even though I've only known this guy for five whole minutes. Sure enough, he calls me up to bring him food and clean his house. The next two weeks I bring him beer, but he won't touch me, he'll just pass out. Hmm. He says he needs a ride to court, I call in sick and off we go. I pay off his back child support, and this was my reward. He sweetly kissed my cheek and said, You're such a great friend. Oh. I'm so stupid, oh god I cut plate again, I'm so stupid.